Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. I want to spend time camping out today in that question that many clients, when they come into therapy, they're asking, they're saying, what about them? What about my spouse? What about my kids? What about my family? What about my boss? What about these people in my life who's behaving badly? I'm in high distress because things are really difficult because of the people with whom I'm surrounded. And so clients come in and they share their pain and they share the frustration, they share their confusion. And I'm sure listeners have that in mass, not everyone, but a lot of people saying, I give and I give and I give, or I do what I think I'm supposed to do. And for some reason, things are still going sideways. What about this person in my life who's adding into a lot of hurt or a lot of pain? And the bummer is, as much as we want to answer that question and solve that question and fix those circumstances, it's not about them. It can't be about them because if you spend time diving into what everyone else is doing to contribute to your pain or your problems, we don't get to move much from that posture. The question we need to be asking isn't what about them? It's a good question. We use it as a launching point for exploration. But the real question we have to land on is what about me? And that's the reality of therapy. That's actually the limitation of therapy. That's the actual limitation in life. As much as we want to control things, as much as we want to coerce different outcomes, as much as we want to have change happen around us, the only thing we have direct influence over is ourselves, even in the hardest of situations. And so I'm talking to a friend over this last week, and two years ago, she and family went through just this guttural experience of confrontation and holding a family member accountable for an addiction going on in their life. And it's been going well for the last couple of years, except now the behaviors are back. And I'm sitting with my friend and she's lamenting and she's saying, I just can't change her. I can't fix her. I can't rescue her. This hurts so badly. And I said, once we accept that, you get to decide what about you? Who do you want to be in this situation? How do you want to engage it? Because as much as this family member is causing hurt and maybe in their own stories causing harm, we don't get to do anything about them. We get to figure out how do you intersect with them and what do you do to be your best version in this situation? That truth can be really bothersome because what if I am trying my best? What if I am doing the right thing and whomever the other person is, the spouse or the family member or the boss or the kids? What if they're just not great people right now? What if they're engaging in behaviors that are just hurtful or painful? And we have this thing running about, hey, if they would just stop being so, you know, insert whatever word here, stop being so stubborn, stop being so selfish, stop being so hurtful, etc., then everything would get better. My life would get better if they stopped being who they are being. And often what, what we're actually saying is, I don't like who I am when I intersect with this person because often 
often we join people in their low. We fall to the system. We don't like who we become and then we blame them and we say, well, I wouldn't be this way if they weren't the abuser. I wouldn't be this way if they weren't the addict. I wouldn't be this way if they weren't neglectful. I wouldn't be this way, you know, da, 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 da. But that's part of the issue because it's not about them. It's about us and how we navigate and our discomfort with a situation and us not wanting to do things like put in boundaries or have tough conversations or maybe walk away from things that are just not for our good. Maybe our presence isn't for the other person's good. That's what therapy is about. Therapy is about owning what about me? Locus of control. What is the control that I actually have in the situation and what are the limits to my control? What are the boundaries that I need? What does self-agency look like in this dynamic that's really painful? How do I tolerate distress when things are really hard for me? How do I stay self-regulated when I have to have tough conversations? That's what we can do in therapy. Those are actually some of the hallmarks of actual mental wellness. Mental wellness does not mean no pain. You can be very mentally and emotionally well and it still be a very painful dynamic. But each one of us has to consider and challenge ourselves. What about me in these situations? How do I have my values and then live them out regardless of who's on the other side of the conversation, regardless of who might be inviting her into my story? If we've decided that we don't have to do the right thing until someone else changes, we are sacrificing ourselves. So people can come in and and we can have those conversations about what about them. But if we don't ever pivot and say, okay, what about me? We're not going to have success in therapy. And I will even say, we're going to stymie the level of wellness we can actually have in our life. The ones who drop out of therapy pretty quickly are the ones who come and say, I need to change them. How do I fix them? How do I make them be different? Anyone who sees themselves as the agent for change in their story, they've arrived at a very paramount conclusion. They've arrived at the fact that we each have personal responsibility in our own lives, regardless of what's going on around us. We have to boil down several imperative truths and live them out accordingly. One of which is, I am the one who has to put my head on my pillow at night. I'm the one who has to look at myself in the mirror. So how I conduct myself matters significantly. One day, I will be the one who answers for my life. Now, hey, if you're not in a faith context and that doesn't land well, I certainly understand that. But I do believe I will give an account for my life. And it doesn't matter what my boss does. It doesn't matter what my spouse does. It doesn't matter what my kids do. It just doesn't matter because I answer for me and I will answer for my life. And that's why the question, what about me, is so paramount. Let's talk about the others who contribute to hurt, to distress, to pain. Okay, they're selfish. Okay, they're going about things wrong. Okay, they're reckless. That doesn't change what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't change that I answer for my life. You and I cannot change your spouse, no matter how hard we work in your therapy. You and I cannot change the fact that your kids are protesting, no matter how hard we work in therapy. You and I cannot stop your family from engaging in harmful or selfish behaviors, no matter how you and I work together in therapy. You and I cannot limit your boss's bad behavior, no matter what we do in therapy. But what we can do is we can work on you getting stronger, you acting with integrity, you choosing who you want to be in those situations, you practicing that until it becomes your normal, and we can practice you walking away if the situation does not correct over time. We can invite others into change. We cannot coerce them. We should not be begging them. We should not be nagging them. We can invite them into change, but that means us acting with integrity first. That means us getting stronger and doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, and it means us making the first move. 
Several years ago, I had two things running in tandem that were really, really painful in my life, one of which was professional and one of which was personal. And so I'm sitting at a meeting, and I'm certain I've shared this narrative before, but I'm sitting at a meeting and the admin had said something, and I kind of clapped back really emotionally, not disrespectfully, at least that would not have been my intent, but I was really emotional and I said, the expectations you have on us right now are incredibly unrealistic and borderline cruel to a degree because you're asking us to operate as though nothing's going on here, kind of business as usual, and our workplace is imploding around us. And that feels really, really unfair. Now, in that conversation, they did make some pivots with some of our processes going forward. And so my kind of, quote, emotional outburst here, so end quote, however one does that on a podcast, um, it led to some tweaks in what was expected of us. And so I was talking to my boss later on, and I said, no, I, I'm glad that they heard me. I felt a lot of relief that they heard me. And he said, but here's the thing, Steph. The way you went about that is something you're going to have to answer for. Is that really how you want to get your needs met? You want to pop off in a meeting and lash out at people so they change their objectives. He said, is that who you want to be? Now, look, I could have gotten defensive. I could have defended it and rationalized it because what they were doing was pretty unacceptable. But instead, I had a friend come up to me, even though I was in crisis, even though my life was on fire, and he reminded me of my personal responsibility, regardless of the context, to walk congruently with what I want to be true in my life. I don't think what they were doing was appropriate, but I met them with inappropriateness as well. And I have to answer for that. So because that's true, I believe we have to proactively decide who do we want to be in a situation. And we have to rehearse that again and again and again. Fake it till you become it. Fake it till you are the person you want to be. Because we do not get to control how others engage, but we are directly responsible for our choices and we will have to answer for them. Now, here's one of the tensions, right? I'm not always going to get it right, but I am responsible for trying and trying and trying again and refining the way I intersect. I will have to answer for me. Any harm I cause, I will have to answer for it. Any selfishness I choose, I will have to answer for it. And I can hear you saying, but what about them? What about them? What about them? I'm sorry if someone's making your life harder or contributing to your life being more difficult, but you answer for you. Any selfishness we engage, we answer for it. Any hate we spread, we will have to answer for it. I'm sorry you're hurting, but what about me as a paramount question that we have to navigate? We have to take it seriously. Even if we're in the throes of conflict, we are responsible for every word that comes out of our mouth, every phrase that we utter, every insult that we hurl. If others walk away from us, again, even in conflict, feeling less valued, less loved, more beaten down, we've not only shirked our responsibility to love well, we've tilted the world in a direction towards more bleak and more sad outcomes. We have contributed to others being wounded. We have contributed to others being skeptical that the good exists around them. And we have to take that seriously. Change happens at the individual level. And if we're serious about spreading good and spreading love and spreading healing and living out wellness, we have to take personal responsibility for our lives and focus how we contribute to the messes around us. And then we have to start cleaning up our part. I was with my women's group this last week, and one of the things I cited is Jordan Peterson's foundational argument when he's in couples counseling. Let's say the wife comes in and she says, my husband was is 100% responsible for our problems here. And Jordan Peterson says, really? 100% 
100% responsible. And he'll push back and he'll push back and he'll push back. And eventually one of the spouses will acquiesce and say, okay, you know, they're 95% responsible. Maybe I'm 5%. And he says, you know what? We can work with 5%. We can actually tilt your marriage in a better direction because you're willing to own your 5%. If you're telling me that your spouse is 100% responsible for everything, You've not only abdicated responsibility of what you contribute to the melee, you've disallowed us from making any progress because we only get to make progress when we ask the question, what about me? What am I contributing to this? What is my culpability? We have to take that seriously if we intend to tilt our life toward wellness. You have to think through the long term, my friends. I have to think through the long term. What about the accolades we get? What about the money we earn? What about the accomplishments that we engage? Does it really matter if we've left a trail of carnage in our relationships? Does it really matter if we've missed loving people well up close? We literally miss what life's about if it's about us protecting ourselves, us not having the pain, and other people having to change to make things better for us. It is about us. We can ask what about them, what about their mess-ups, what about their issues, but I know that my world shifted dramatically when I said, Steph, what about you? What is your part in this? And now that you understand it, you take it seriously and you work on doing better. That's where our power lies. That's where our opportunity lies. That's also where our responsibility lies. We can't stop spouses who are checked out. We can't stop our kids from causing hurt. We can't stop families who engage in harmful or selfish behaviors. We can't stop bosses from behaving badly. But if you've decided you don't have to do the right thing until someone else changes first, you're sacrificing yourself, you're sacrificing your potential, and you're shirking your responsibility. If we get radically comfortable with that truth, it's pretty incredible to see how things shift going forward. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.